Hello, Joshua. And hello, bug catchers. Hello, Tanner. Hello, bug catchers. And welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein I, Tanquil, Tranquil, aka Tanner Green Ring, and my co host, Emolgosh, aka Joshua Fielstead, play through each Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. We are currently in season five, playing through Pokemon White and Black. I'm playing black. Josh is playing white. It's funny that you call it white and black. I do it to just annoy you. Black, I do it to annoy you. Normally you say the one you're playing first, and it is I black it and white. I do it to annoy you. I do okay. it to annoy you. I guess that's fair. And look at the rise you get out of me every time, too. I know. I know. That's why I do it. Love of the game, Josh. Love the podcasting game. Annoying your co-host. That's how it's done, people. That's Podcasting 101. It's called Conflict, and it's good storytelling. Look it up. Yes. We ended our journey last week, Joshua, in Castelia City. The New York City of Pokemon. Yep, where we took on Berg in his honey-themed Bug gym, layer. where you have to, like, get all gloopy with honey. You have to push through, like, gloopy honey walls. Yeah, and you burst out of it. You, like, end up at Berg, and you're just, like, you're all gross and, like, covered in honey. And he's like, look at you. Disgusting. <laughs> That's a power move. Yeah, he's got like a humiliation fetish. Yeah, but like he likes to be the humiliator. Pay pig. Oh, yeah. You know pay pigs? Yeah, you talked about pay pigs. Okay, good. You know who's kind of a pay pig? Who? Spoink. Well, he's literally a pig. Yeah, but also doesn't he have like a little gem on his head? Yeah, like a pearl. Yeah, that's a pay pig. So he's the living embodiment of a pay pig. Yeah. Spoink. We uh, handily defeated Berg. Berg. And we are headed north. Into the desert. As you all know, Castilia City Gym is like a half a wheel, sort of in shape, and the spokes all go towards the hub, and then north of the hub is the exit to Castilia City. Yes. Not the most elegant way to describe it, but... I got it. You painted a picture. Yeah, so we headed north out of Castilia City, and we're on Route 4, which is a pretty brief little jaunt here. Yeah, it's a... Desert route, there's a road. There's a direct road. Fully done. Right. But like the whole thing is a construction zone. For some reason, they're building something in the middle of a fucking desert that seemingly has perpetual sandstorms. Well, there's a resort out here. Yeah. So they have to build a road to the resort, and the resort is halfway between Nimbasa and uh, Castilia. So I didn't see much in terms of accommodations at that resort, but. No, it's mostly just sand. Isn't it? And people standing around. In the sand. Yeah. And um, a haunted temple. And that's not anywhere that I would want to stay. Yeah. (laughs) With some very disturbing statues in front of it. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about those statues? What were they? I think they are the Zen. Do you know about this? What? The Zen form of Darumaka. What? Yeah. I have a Darumaka. You're telling me there's something called the Zen form? Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. And I have not run a Darmanitan yet. Look, your name is right in that one. Can't I know. We'll get one. we'll get there. Yeah. Darmanitan. So I am not fully aware of how this works, but when Daramaka evolves, if it gets the ability Zen mode, then it can turn into a fire slash psychic type Pokemon. And uh, that is triggered by, based on its HP, like I think when it's below half, then it will change into Zen mode. 
and then it becomes fire slash psychic. What a ride. I'm gonna I'm gonna play with that. That's interesting. But if you look at the Zen mode illustration, I think it looks exactly like those statues that are outside the relic castle. Does it? Let me see. The little ball guy. Yeah, I think you're right. And like Relic Castle has a Pokemon deep in the bottom of it that we can't go to yet. Um that is also a fire type, so I think there's kind of a like synergy here the the entire like fire type we'll get to the temple joshua look yeah, what yeah. are we we're doing jumping in. we're jumping in we're blowing well, I mean, our root wad four, here uh, root four is just a it's it's liminal it's a transition space there's some fishermen somehow yeah and they've got the weirdest what were the what are they which is also not a good idea the fishermen have the weirdest pokemon basculin but they all have different forms what is basculin so i read that on dr lava's twitter that the reason that there is a red stripe and a blue stripe form of the Basculin is that they were literally like, when they were making Gen 5, they were like, there aren't enough fish. Oh, God. And uh, New York's got bass. Pokemon Company and their fucking fish. So let's make a Basculin. It's like bass. And it's then like bass and mescaline. kind of double it up. How about one of them's got red and one of them's got blue? Yeah. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Apparently it evolves into a water ghost, which is pretty compelling. They just announced that in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Apparently. Oh, and that not Arceus in the Hisui that region, dumb. which is the Arceus game. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's cool. It looks. I'm dumb. into that. Yeah, I think that form. It does is look really cool. cool. It's like a ghost fish. Yeah. All right, I'm into it. I'm into Basculin now. He's my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, fisherman out here, inexplicable. Parasol Lady April. That makes a little bit more sense. Who wouldn't want a parasol in the desert? Yeah, but I think it's so stormy that it's just gonna blow. Away. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went on vacation recently to Maine. Humble brag. It's not that much of a humble brag. It's like a three-hour drive from here. I just drove for three hours. Oh, right, because you're in Connecticut. Yeah, but it was hot as hell the whole time we were there. It was in the 90s. I was sweating like a like a, a naughty... Spoink? A naughty god spoink in church. <laughs> and uh, what I decided to do was adopt the bandana lifestyle. Oh, I could see that. You buy a bandana, you soak it in cold water, you wrap it around your forehead... And you're good for days. That'll sustain you for days. I could see you rocking that, yeah. My hair was a little longer then, too, so it was like popping out the top. It was a good look. Better than this parasol would be. Um, I don't know. Parasol would probably have been pretty nice. Weirdly, she has all she has is tim poles. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't bring those into the desert, lady. What are you doing? They're dry up. They're going to dry up. The second they hit the desert, they're going to they dry up. And they don't even up. have legs yet, so nobody's going to eat that. Yeah, no one's eating that. And then you you got all the guys you'd expect, a oh, ton yeah, of backpackers. Workers. The backpackers in this game have the most ludicrously large backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> Both the male it's and the, the female model. of their sprite, <laughs> yeah. like their their body sprite. Like the, the boys at least have like big backpacks and you can see the big backpacks, but it's like behind yeah. them and they're like, you know, standing upright. The girls, their back is facing the camera and they just have these enormous backpacks. It looks like they can barely... Keep themselves upright. I do like the backpacker trainer because they throw you for a loop. You know, like a hiker, they always have ground or rock. Right. Or like fighting, maybe. Backpacker's always a toss-up. They might have flying Pokemon. They got grass. They got electric. You have no idea what's happening. It's pretty cool. I like that. So the mechanic out here in the desert is, technically, I think you can be attacked at any time, or can you only be attacked in the, the dark parts? I think Route 4 is actually only in the deep sand you get accosted by Pokemon, but in the desert resort, 
they're everywhere. That's where, yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's that's what the difference is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a constant sandstorm happening here. So every battle you go into, you're going to get buffeted by the sandstorm every turn. God. It's mostly sand dials. It's 90% sand dials. And then like a handful of Duramakas. Yep. And some Scraggies. Scraggies, yeah. Those are ugly. I hate it. Yeah. And I really don't like how now that they're animated, they will pull up their skin. Yep. Not a fan. Really, really yucky. Yep. Is any segment here or no? Oh, no. I mean. Not enough to make you barf? Yeah, they're yucky, but they're not that yucky. Okay. They're just sort of ugly. And they like, they're shedding their skin in a gross way. I don't like it. It's not ri- It's not raising my my icker. Okay. You know, in a way that I wanted to describe it as the and you know I encountered a much worse Pokemon this week. Too. <laughs> okay, good. I actually have a Pokemon that I was thinking I might have to invoke. Joshi's make me barf. Oh wow! I was really. You're that's so rare. Tanny Sweeties. That's like not common, but like not unheard of. Yeah. How often has Joshi's You Make Me Barf Pokemon? In? I think maybe once, yeah. twice. In this, it's Three on this leg. It's on this leg. What it's do we coming got? up. It, oh, okay. It's we'll wait. It's we'll eminent. wait. We'll wait. That's Route Four. That's Route Four. Yeah. So you hang a Louie and you find yourself in the desert resort. Yeah. And the first guy you encounter is Doctor Jerry, who only has one Pokemon, <laughs> Solosis. <laughs> Who's very easy. What's the deal with health? What's the deal? The last yeah. bill I got certainly wasn't good for my health. Once you beat him, he will just kill your Pokemon for free anytime you come back to him. And this is the second time they've done this in kind of these like deep grind areas. The other one was outside of Pinwheel Forest. That was that there was that nurse. That nurse, yeah. That is so handy. <laughs> it's very convenient. Because, like, they know you're just going to be in here grinding, right? Yeah, it's the only place you can. It's perfect. So, yeah, once you beat Dr. Jerry, it's still still just, like, backpackers and stuff. But there's now psychics here. Yeah, psychics. I guess that makes sense with the Relic Castle. Oh, yeah, it's like a a pilgrimage to the Relic Castle to, like, encounter this scary Pokemon who lives in the bottom of it. And, of course, the the very sexy rangers are here as well. But one of these psychics... Psychic Sybil. Oh yeah, has a Pokemon that I hate. I think this is where Joshi's make me barf is as well. <laughs> is this? This is where I, there's only one set of footprints in the stand, and it's because Josh and I were in perfect step sync, like sand people in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, she's got a little Pokemon called Gothita. It's Gothita. Gothita is so gross. One of the most grotesque things I've ever seen. It bothers me in so many ways. First of all, Pokemon Company, you can't just rename Smoochum. No. So, well, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is our You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Mm-hmm. It is. It's our You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. It's god awful. It's just Smoochum. They've just given it a slightly different look I think and it's feel. Wor- it's even, I think it's, it's even probably worse. worse. Yeah. I think it's worse. The trivia... And this is Tanny's trivia. Tanny's disgusting trivia. God, it's little gross lips. Uh, the trivia on Bulbapedia says the name origin of Gothita is a combination of Gothic and Lolita, which is oh. also really, really odd. A really odd way of saying that. But as you and I, Josh, know from a former coworker of ours, yeah. Lolita doesn't always <laughs> mean like underage women who want to have sex with older men, like the um, the like book. the book. Uh, it's yeah, also it's apparently just... a fashion style that's very big Victorian in Japan. Victorian style clothing and styles from the Rococo period. Josh and I had a coworker who was big into the Lolita 
fashion style. Yeah, it's like what a Victorian era, but like cute. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, Gothita, awful, just terrible. And then the whole line, just looking at it now. Oh my god, Gotharita. God, it's just like it's like Gothatel. Oh my god, Gothatel. Yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. It's just Jinx. They've just renamed Smoochum and Jinx into something else. With like worse fashion and stupid bow ties and like. Except it's pure psychic. Wasn't Jinx psychic ice? Yeah, Jinx is superior. I mean, Jinx doesn't evolve, but like that's a better type combo. Smoochum evolves. Oh, right. Yeah, Smoochum. So I try not to think about Smoochum. And I didn't like that Gothita made me think about Smoochum again. I don't like it when I'm forced to think about Smoochum. I don't like when I'm lying in bed at night, three in the morning, tossing and turning, trying to get to sleep, and the only invasive thought that keeps coming to me is of Smoochum. Trying to give you a good night, sweet kiss. Yeah. it's You know how everyone has, uh, not everyone, you know how some people have those sleep paralysis demons? Yeah. Smoochum is my sleep paralysis demon. I like wake up in a cold sweat, <laughs> I can't move, and I just see Smoochum like standing at the foot of my bed just looking at me. And then she like slowly, kissy lips. slowly creeps in and does like a big kiss right on my face. Uh, and I, I, I open my mouth to scream, but no sound comes out. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like to have sleep paralysis. I don't know. I don't have sleep paralysis. Sounds like a nightmare. I would hate to have it. There was a freaky Netflix documentary about it. I would hate that. God, I would hate that. I don't know how you people do it. You people who have it. It sounds awful. It sounds like the worst. I mean, I don't I don't think they really do it. I think they don't like it. Well, I don't know how they like get by. I just wouldn't sleep. I'd be like the unnamed narrator in Fight Club. <laughs> really? Fight Club? You have a Fight Club reference? Well, I don't know. Should I do something else? Reminding everyone that half of this podcast is straight. <laughs> what were we talking about? I guess we're probably at the Relic Castle at this point. Relic Castle, yes. So the thing about the Relic Castle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second, actually. What? I have one other thing to point out. Where? Here? In the Desert Resort. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, point me to the Desert Resort. Am I I right? Yeah, that's more of what I'm looking for. (laughs) What I was also looking for is what Pokemon Ranger Mylene, she's got a ducklet. Oh, right. The ducklet is Joshy's sweetie, too. Ducklet, what a little cutie duck. It's like a little sweetie duck, and it has like an attached floaty, it looks like, yeah, like on the cute. bottom of its body. He's giving a little wave. And yeah, it's little sprite is like it comes out and gives a little wave with its wing, and then it's just like yeah, just a little dance. vibing. Yeah. Ducklet's great, and I I think Swana, its evolved form is sassy, too. It's got its little wings on its hips. Yeah. Like it's pissed about something. It's like ready to... Sass you. Miles and I went to the petting zoo, the petting farm oh, I yesterday. I saw your Instagram story. It was nice. We were the only ones there because it was 95 degrees in Connecticut. Yeah. So we had the whole zoo to ourselves and uh, bought a bucket of food. I don't know what's in this food, but every animal at the zoo loves it or at the farm loves it. Yeah. But Miles decided he wanted to carry the bucket. And when we got to the duck enclosure, he lost his mind. He really loves ducks. Mm-hmm. And he loves them so much that he decided to upend the entire bucket of food oh. right there in their enclosure. Mayhem. He wanted the ducks to have all the food. And then, of course, they they came. They came out in droves. How many were there? Uh, I don't know. Two dozen. Oh, my God. Including a really big goose. And the there was a sign <laughs> on the wall that said, beware of guard goose. And I was like, now we've done it. Guard goose. <laughs> this goose looks pissed. But the goose just wanted the 
the feed that we were giving him. So. Was it like knocking ducks around to get to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually had a, a farm farmland animal uh, experience yesterday. Oh, well. yeah. You were up in upstate. You were in the Hudson Valley, right? Yeah. And we went to the Dutchess County Fair. Yep. Also on Friday when it was about 100 degrees. Yep. And mostly we just walked around and would duck in as soon as we could to whatever it's tent funny. had beer because it was so hot. Yeah. But we did get to see some pig races. <laughs> Wait, so- something riding on the pigs? No, just pigs oh, in okay. like a tiny little like track and they only have to run one yeah, time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would have loved that if it was like capuchin monkeys. Yeah, they should have something on Riding there. on the pigs, right? In like little cowboy outfits. One of the races was like pop singer themed and uh, it was like Roast Malone. That's good. Britney Spare Ribs. That's good. And... Lady Haga, yeah, and Lady Haga won. We were like, she was born this way, you know. She's Lady Gaga even relevant anymore? When's the last time she came out with an album? I think she's always relevant. More relevant than those two, other than when Roast Malone did that Pokemon electric video, Pokemon song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about sex. Anyway, it anyway. was fun. Nice to see some uh, farm animals and uh, yeah, ducklets. Yeah, and ducklets, and the ducklet is a cutie. And you're right. Thank you. Oh, I think we're aligned this week. The other main attraction out here in the desert is Relic Castle. Yes. Relic Castle is mostly closed off to us at this point, although the first two levels are open. Uh, the rest is flooded with sand, and there are workers in here trying to clear out the sand. Yeah. What you want out of this so far, because we cannot go to the depths of hell of the Relic Castle yet, is you want to walk over to one of these backpackers, and she's got fossils yeah she found a couple of fossils down here she's just giving them out the cover fossil and the plume fossil let's talk about this i know you can't use either of them because they're not inanimate objects i looked them up to see if either was would happen to be a inanimate object neither were so i i just chose the cover yeah i did plume which is what i wanted anyway if i had the option if i was playing this as just like a straight pokemon game i would absolutely choose plume Look at this thing. Look at the Archeops. This is cool as hell. Archon is cute. Yeah. Archeops is rad. Fucking awesome. It's like a parrot dinosaur. Yeah, it's got really cool sprites too. Yeah. That's absolutely who I would have chosen. That's who you chose? Actually, pretty good stats. But what if I run one? I mean, I just, I'm not, like, rock flying is such a weird combo. Why isn't it dragon? It looks like a dragon. Yeah. It should be Rock Dragon. That's a cool combo. I think Caracosta and Tortuga is actually okay as well, but Water Rock is more common. Rock Flying is, isn't that literally only um, Aerodactyl? Yeah, probably. And then and Archeops? Probably. That'd be kind of interesting. Neither of us has run a fossil Pokemon before. I guess not. Because in the original fossil games, they were both shitty. I don't want an Omanyte or a Kabutops. Uh, maybe I'll think about this. I got to bring it to probably uh, Nacreen City, right? With uh, Oh, with the, the museum? Yeah, with the museum. That's probably where you get it thawed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they thaw it. No, they do the thing. They do the Jurassic Park thing. DNA. Dinosaurs. The amber. Yeah. You know the, the DNA. Yeah. I, I'm going to think about it. Maybe I throw one of these in. That'd be kind of fun. Relic Castle is just a haunted castle. Yeah, we can't do anything else with it yet. There's nothing else to do here. There are some wild Pokemon in here, but it's mostly just sand dials and yum masks. 
I caught one. Which are disgusting. Yeah, they're kind of gross, but I caught one. Then we're done in the desert. Yeah. The desert's over, and we're headed towards Nimbasa City. Nimbasa City is also, just like Castilia, a pretty nice-sized town. Yeah, again, like lots of little events and shit. Tons of stuff to do. Tons of options once you hit the, the town gates. Where, where'd you head first, Josh? Well, you have like a whole exposition. Tell me after this break. <laughs> Joshua. Yes, Tanner. Support for Experience Share is brought to you by Manscaped. Hell yeah. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Undefeated. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. That's the big boy performance package. Join over 2 million men worldwide who have trusted manscaped with this exclusive offer to you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code exp share all one word at manscaped.com and not only is that available for you joshua it is it's available for all of our dang listeners too no way and if you're wondering what kind of fun stuff comes in the manscaped performance package we've learned about another disgusting little pokemon with poor genital hygiene habits this week haven't Mm -hmm. we joshua we have do you want to read the pokedex entry oh i could do that from its mouth it drips honey that smells absolutely horrible apparently it loves the horrid stench and it sniffs the noxious fumes and then drips even more of its honey very gross i know exactly what would help gloom not be such a stinky little nutsack and it is manscaped's Ball deodorant. The crop preserver. I got it right here. What's that smell like? It smells sort of like a clean mist. Fresh rain, perhaps. How's it feel on your balls? Smooth. Nice. Refreshing. Just what gloom needs. If it can make a disgusting little gloom with its gloopy little mouth smell better, then it's going to do wonders for your balls. Pair that with the weed whacker. Pair that with the lawnmower 4.0. And you've got yourself quite a little ball shaving regiment there. It's all you could need. It's got wireless charging. It's got a 4,000K LED spotlight, so you can uh, oh. really get in there and get some good work done. Advanced <laughs> skin safe technology. Again, this thing is gentle and, and precise enough to work on something as finicky as a gloom. Your balls and penis are probably going to be in safe, comfortable hands with Manscaped. <laughs> And you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code EXPSHARE, all one word, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code EXPSHARE at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the right job with Manscaped and Pokemanscaped. Thank you, Manscaped and Pokemanscaped. Joshua. Yes, you are. Welcome back. We are... Out of the desert, to quote you before we started, you were like Lawrence of fucking Arabia in there. (laughs) I spent so much goddamn time in this desert resort training that I was like fucking Lawrence of Arabia. And I will take the opportunity (laughs) to play a track (laughs) from that soundtrack. Sand dunes and endless desert beautiful and that's me that was joshua because i did so much training this week i was like moses in there leading my people 
my Pokemon through the desert for 40 years or whatever. But I'm out. Came out the other side. And I'm in Nimbasa City, which is this beautiful shining oasis in the middle of the desert. And it's it's a town built for entertainment. It's like a it's got everything. Las Vegas style. Yeah, it is like Las Vegas. There are big neon signs and big ostentatious buildings and sports and their new contrivance, the uh fucking Pokemon musical. And the Pokemon musical, yep. There's all sorts of very fun stuff here. Before all that, though, you get just a shit ton of exposition again at the like gatehouse to get in. Yeah, it's Juniper showing up. Sharon's there. Yeah, Juniper reminds you like your whole thing is you need to catch Pokemon and document them for her and the Pokedex. She gives you more Ultra like, Balls. Yeah, I know I've played a fucking Pokemon game before, lady. You fight Sharon as well. You again. do fight Sharon. Yep. And then you come out of the whole thing. And then you're immediately confronted with plasma grunts harassing the daycare man. Right. Well, shouldn't you be at the daycare? Yeah. Like, first of all. What are you kicking off to come up here and gamble? Why are you over here on the other side of the desert? Yeah. Like, you got, yeah, you, he's got a problem, I think. But you beat, you beat the team plasma grunt pretty easily because he only has a watch hog and a. I think that's it. Oh, he's got a trubbish too. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. But then you get a bike. The daycare man gives you a bike. You finally get the bike. Thank you for the million dollar. Halfway yeah. through this journey. Was it always, is it always halfway? It always feels like it's much sooner than this. It has been sooner in the past couple of games, but this is traditional because uh, you get it after Saffron, I think, in the original. I forgot how so much I missed it. That's about four gyms. Once you get it in this game, you're like, oh, this is much better. <laughs> yeah. I've been mostly still running. Like, I find it more convenient. I mean, the registration system is pretty good in this game because you can assign multiple things to the X button. Right. So I've got the dowsing machine on there. I got the bike on there. But I keep forgetting, and I just end up just holding down B, and I'm just running around. Oh, the bike is pretty speedy in this game. The bike has not been that useful in the desert part, though, because it does not work in the deep sand. In the deep sand. Right. So, But it's good for getting around this big city. Um, the first thing you want to do is head up to the Pokemon musical where actually you can't even get very far because eventually Bianca comes Bianca and is like, harasses you. like, let me show you around Nimbasa. She's like really peddling this Pokemon. Musical. She really wants you to go to the Pokemon musical. Ugh. It's essentially just, it's um, new contest. it's contest. It's beauty contest. I like that. It has a little less effort. Yeah. Like you basically just put accessories on your pokemon i use zeb Strika and i put like some sassy glasses on and a top hat and a bow tie i opened up every single one of my pokemon and put a, a pair of sunglasses on each one of them i mean that's really all you could be expected to do yeah again i mean i hate contests i don't like the musical i don't have time for this like you're judged based on like cool and cute and quirky or whatever well and you get like a prop you get like a case full of props as you're leaving the musical, you're assaulted by Bianca's dad, and then you have to sit through like a half hour of exposition and cutscene. Like intimate family details. <laughs> Bianca's dad is is mad at her They're because like and... she's like adventuring and he doesn't want he like he's worried that she's in you know in danger. He wants her to just be the landed gentry and Yeah. Just come home, drink mint juleps, and like enjoy your affluent lifestyle. Yeah. It's honestly like pages of text 
And then you're interrupted by the gym leader of Nimbasa. Elisa. Elisa, who who Ooh. tells tells the dad to fuck off. I love when she comes out to she's like saunters up to this like intimate family, like, you know argument. Argument. And she goes, I'm Elisa. I'm the gym leader and I'm also a model. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you were a model, that's how you would introduce yourself, right? It reminded me of my favorite, and I was so thankful I still have the screenshot of this, so I'll send it to you, Tanner. And I guess Buckcatchers, I'll post it on our socials as well. But it reminded me of my absolute favorite Tumblr caption and image combo that I ever saw. Yeah. It's this like teenage girl sauntering out of the water, and it's like a lakefront. <laughs> And there's like a Jeep or something that's halfway submerged in the Clearly water. Clearly going under. And she's like serving it. She's got one hand on her hip, sauntering out of the water. And then the caption is, our car crashed and I'm casually coming out of the water when the camera went off. I am not a model. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have no idea what any aspect and I'd never look into it because it's my favorite thing of like, you know, what parts of this image and the caption are real. I think this is a meme. I know I am not a model from another person on uh, another Tumblr post and it's another woman who I think is Russian. Oh, I am not a model is a joke. That makes sense. I think it's like a bit of a meme because I just sent oh, you. Oh, I've seen this one too. It's like modeling seductively with grandpa's grave. I am not a model. <laughs> I'm not modeling, modeling, just casually casually listening to Selena Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. Just casually hugging a wall and being artistic. I was about to ride the bulldozer and the camera turned on by itself. I'm not a model. Okay. So there's something there. I think it's a bit of a meme. She is saying she's a model, but... Not just a model. I'm also a Pokemon gym leader. You might be having this deep-rooted kind of family discussion here, but like... But let me tell you, I'm a gym leader and a model... And so I'm the authority who can help you. And then, I, you know, she says some typical Pokemon bullshit of like, you got to strike out on your own. And Being a good trainer is about loving your Pokemon and treating them with yeah, respect. That, that kind of crap. Yeah. Heard it a million times before. And then the dad is like, okay, you are a model, so I trust you. It's just so much. It's so much exposition. Yeah, it's really wild. The other big thing here is the Battle Institute, which is not something we can do yet. You have to come back when you're done with the main story. And the battle subway, which we can do, which is like um, a, um, I don't remember what it was called in the last battle one. Battle Tower. Battle Tower, yeah, yeah, Any yeah. of those shits yep. where you have to battle frontier seven trainers in a row. It sets all of your Pokemon to level 50. You only get to choose three, and you get battle points, which you can redeem for items. Honestly, useful stuff. At least it it was useful in Battle Frontier. I played a lot of Battle Frontier last game. I did a bit of this one, but I did lose. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't really... I need to actually raise my Pokemon. I can't... I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. I did go to Anvil Town as well. Yes. Tell me about Anvil Town. Did you go there? Yeah. It's the one train that leads out of the city and... It just goes to like a quaint little town. How it works is that there will be a different person there every day and they will give you different items depending on how many folks you've beaten on the battle subway. It's a lost and found. Yeah, it's the lost and found. It's like the terminus of all the the routes. So if somebody leaves an item on the train, 
someone there will give it to you. And when you go there the first time, it's pretty nice. This guy will just give you a rare candy because he's like, oh, well, like somebody left this on the train and it's been like a week. So uh, you could just have it. Yeah, that is nice. There's nothing else to do there. The only other huge landmark, and there's a lot of them. Sorry, there's two. There's like several more. I can't even stop there. Let's talk about the stadium. Yeah, I love the big stadium and the small court. There's a sports venue here in Nimbasa City where every day it's a different game. Football, baseball, soccer. Yes, the big stadium has baseball, soccer, and football. And you walk out on the field. Every day it's a new sport. Every day there's a bunch of new trainers out there that you can battle and grind on. Uh, Not grind on like in a strip club way. Grind on in like a get xp way that's after hours and then there's a smaller stadium called small court where it alternates between tennis and basketball and you can go and battle all these guys and they they refresh every day and you can get more and more stuff yeah it's great great way to grind apparently they go up in level as you continue through the game too yes which is just a a beautiful little grinding system and it's fun because they're all like baseball men or uh football men it's nice the only other big thing in Nimbasa City is the amusement park, a huge yes. six flags over Nimbasa. Uh, when you first enter the amusement park, you were attacked. Or sorry, you're not even attacked. You are greeted by the green-haired lad, N. Yeah, he asks you to take a nice little Ferris wheel ride with him. Yeah, he wants you to go on the Ferris wheel. You do, and it's got a little cutscene where it shows you and N on the Ferris wheel. And he tells you that he's the king, the king of Team Plasma, and Getsis asked him to assist in trying to save the Pokemon. Yep. But N is the one who is actually behind everything. Calling all the shots. Yep. Yeah. You get off, and uh, he insists on battling you. He had a pretty tough little team. His team is looking startlingly similar to mine now. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into that. But I don't love that I half his team I share Pokemon with because it makes me feel like maybe I'm the bad guy. Am I the bad guy? I mean, you could be. We don't really know what Mr. Keepsy's alignment is, do we? True neutral. He's just a. Yeah. He's just <laughs> out there right. collecting trash. N's got a Sandile, Scraggy, Darumaka, and Sigilyph. Yeah. They are all level 22. All dual types. Yeah. Sigilyphs, I will say. Caused me a lot of trouble on this entire leg. Oh, damn. Because I have one and I don't have it in my party right now. And I, now I wish I did. That's an inanimate object? Yeah. I guess so. It's it's like a totem. It's based on Nazca lines or something like that? I don't remember. Nazca lines, yeah. Nazca oh, lines. yeah, in Peru. Yeah. Oh, there's a documentary I really want to watch about that, actually. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that, Because too. they're like one of the oldest just complete mysteries. Yeah. And they're all over... Peru, and it is called, I have not seen it, but it looked good, uh, Nostalgia for the Light. I'll check that out, but yes, it is based on Nazca lines. I thought about bringing one into the team because I do want a psychic and I can't use Muna because you have that, but I just really can't bear the design. I think the design's kind of cool looking. It's got, it it's it's a little bit, me. it's a little bit unknown. It's got a little bit of an unknown thing going to it. The one eye. Yeah, and it's like, it's essentially, there's like an eye unknown on the top of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool looking. It's kind of powerful. It was sort of growing on me, and I don't know. We'll see. Mine has this ability called, God, what was its ability called? Let me look it up real quick. Magic Guard? 
No, mine has Wonder Skin, yeah. which is a really good ability. Changes the accuracy of status moves used against the Pokemon to fifty percent. That's great. It's really good. I gotta, I gotta put this thing back in the party. I don't know why I have it out. Good thing I didn't use it then. If you're potentially gonna do that, it's not in the party right now because I have Muna in there too. Right. And I don't know if I necessarily need two psychic types at this stage. I probably wouldn't. Stage. But he had a pretty decent team, did crush him. I crushed him too. And then he kind of just saunters off. He's like, great, I can't wait to fight you when I become the champion. Then it's on to Nimbasa Gym, which is here on Amusement Park Island. Nimbasa Gym is sort of a Space Mountain-style dark roller coaster ride yeah that's about right you go in you can change the track layout on a whim which seems dangerous if you could do that in real life to a roller coaster there'd be a lot of roller coaster accidents yeah you change the route that the little like carts go right and use that in order to traverse the gym to fight other trainers and ultimately the gym leader at least you do a thing where it's like you change the track and then you're waiting for a car to come and you're holding down forward because you just want to get on the car as soon as it comes. And then at the second the car door opens, a trainer will pop out and be like, gotcha, battle me. And everyone here is electric type. For some reason, all of the trainers are rich boys. Rich boys and ladies. <laughs> it's like It makes me wonder what Pokemon Company like thinks about amusement parks. Yeah, these people would not be caught dead at a fucking shitty six flags over nimbasa are amusement parks like prohibitively expensive in japan maybe because it's just all rich boys and ladies but like the rich boy is wearing like a white suit this guy's gonna be caught dead on a fucking amusement park with people's gum everywhere and right people barfing right come on remember that time fabio got hit in the face with a goose (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a funny it's not funny because it like surely the the bird died, but um, there's a funny <laughs> gif of a guy who's not Fabio on a roller coaster getting hit in the face with a bird, <laughs> and he's called referred to as Fabio. It's not actually him, is it? Fabio did get hit in the face with a bird in the '90s. My God! But watch this video because this guy gets hit in the face with a bird, and his reaction is exactly what your reaction when you get hit in the face with a bird on a roller coaster should be. Are you watching it? You just sent it to me. Now I'm pulling it up. Bird crashes into man's face on roller coaster. Watch the first 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Just like brushes it off. But he looks like it's just in agony. The bird hits his face and then sort of gets stuck on his neck. And he does this face that's like, what is happening to me right now? I know something has happened to me, but I don't know what. But I don't like it either. He eventually figures it out, and he pushes the bird off his neck, and he turns to his buddy, and he's like, did you see that? A bird just hit me in the face. And he's got blood all over his face, by the way. Yeah, bird blood. And then the roller coaster goes over a lip, and he puts his hands back up. He's just like, yeah! It's like, (laughs) I'm over the bird hitting me in the face now. Now it's time to enjoy the roller coaster again. Yeah. (laughs) Good on you, guy. Good on you for, for finding the fun. And I, I don't see a rich boy or a lady reacting in quite the same Certainly not. nonchalant manner. Certainly the not. The rich boys all have blitzels, and the ladies all have Amulgas. Amulgas kind of a cutie. And uh, Amulgas definitely a cutie. I did train a Pokemon for this that ended up still being quite useful, but not as useful as I was hoping 
because the Amulgas are electric and flying, and that Pokemon I will talk about in Level Check. Level Check. But first, let's talk about our battle with Elisa, the model. Oh, you want to wait? Well, I figure we're going to battle tonight, Buckcatchers. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. So we'll introduce our teams right before we battle. But let's talk about Elisa real She's quick. She's also got all Amogas. She's got two Amogas and a Zeb Striker. Yeah. Alisa's sprite is she's totally doing the I'm not a model pose. Yeah, she's so casual. <laughs> she's like lying on the ground with like one leg up and like her arms behind her. She's like, oh, you a Pokemon trainer? Well, I'm a model, but. She's got two level 25 Amolgas. Both have the exact same moveset. Volt Switch, Aerial Ace, Pursuit, Quick Attack. Volt Switch is kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, Volt Switch is good. A little bit of a pain in the butt move. It does a, an electric type attack on you as the Pokemon is switching out. Yeah, it's like U-turn, Yeah, but electric. Otherwise, pretty easy. She's got Pursuit, and she always, always misused Pursuit. Yeah. Always pulled the trigger at the exact wrong time. That was her Achilles heel. Yeah. She did not use the Amolgas as well as she could have. I think I should have had a lot more trouble with her than I did. I got through. I was a breeze. Well, I have two rock slash ground type Pokemon on my team. Yeah, and we did get the dig TM when we were in um, right. Route 4, I think. Yeah. So I taught dig to Hurtier as well as a Pokemon that I will reveal shortly. Which made quick work of Zebstrika. Yeah, her last Pokemon. And then the Amolgos were just kind of like a slugfest. Yeah, and then you beat her because she's pretty easy to beat, especially if you have two rock slash ground type Pokemon. And she gives you the Bolt Badge and she gives you Volt Switch. Yes. Joshua, that is the leg this week. We took on Elisa. We beat her. Next week, we are headed to another city. Driftvale City. We are headed to Driftvale to take on Bianca. Bianca? That's no, our friend. That's our friend. Clay. Clay. Oh, he's a cowboy. Cool. It's America. <laughs> he's a cowboy. But, Joshua, we have some unfinished business. For the first time this generation, I have a full six-person team. You finally did it. I finally have done it. Good work. I even have two Pokemon in the box. Oh, my God. Ready to go. Don't get too greedy. One of them is um, Girder. Oh, I was expecting Girder was going to still be on the team. Interesting. No, I took him off. I don't know why. And the other is um the stupid bird. Psychic bird. Sigilyph. Sigilyph. Bird bird is a generous term. Let's talk about level check. Let me tell you about my team. Do tell. Soil profile. <laughs> okay. Dwebble. Um, all right. I mean, it just looks like a crab to me, but... It's a crab with a big chunk of soil on its back. It's a soil profile. So there's enough soil on it that Mr. Keepsies... Absolutely. It's just a pile. More of, of its mass is soil than crab. Okay. How did? You, how come you didn't put up this much of a fight around the girder line? Because they're holding inanimate objects. This guy's got a bunch of dirt on his back. Okay. Soil profile, Dwebble, level 33. Loving this thing. Fine. Geode has evolved into a Boldor. Kind of a cool looking Pokemon. I think Boldor is cool. I think Gigalith's cool. I think the line's cool. Yeah. Level 32. All right. Darumadol. Mm. Darumaka. Level 28. You take issue no, with this. I definitely have a question about this. Yeah. This just seems like a Pokemon. And what aspect is inanimate here? I just sent you a link. Darumaka? Uh, a Darumadol, Joshua. Is a hollow, round Japanese traditional doll modeled after 
Bodhidharma, the founder of the Zen tradition of Buddhism. These dolls, though typically oh, red and mode. depicting a bearded man, very greatly in color and design. So it's kind of this little round doll with like comes from kind too. of a little angry face on it. Okay, and let me check the trivia on Bulbapedia. Go ahead. Darumaka seems to be based on a Daruma doll. Okay. Welcome to the team. Daruma doll, the Darumaka. I seriously debated bringing a Darumaka onto my team, so I'm glad I didn't. It's fire type. Because then I wouldn't be able to. Which was not terribly useful this leg of the journey, but I'm hoping that it becomes a more useful Pokemon in future legs. Darmanitan is like very good. Okay. I think it's like a specific play style that we kind of touched on earlier that you're going to have to figure out. Oh, I'll, it's I'll like crack it. Extremely weak. Like glass cannon, but so powerful. I'll crack it. Attacks. I'll crack it. Yeah. And then incense. In the past. Incense mana is still on the team, and um, cotton ball cottony is still on the team. Those are level twenty nine and level thirty, Interesting. respectively. Did not evolve the cottony. Not yet. We got a sunstone. I don't have a sunstone yet. You got a sunstone? Yeah. Where'd you get a sunstone? Someone in in uh in Nimbasa, I think. Oh, I must have missed him. The building of north of the pokemon center well expect that to be evolved next game but yeah and then the last pokemon on the team is mask yuck yeah mask yuck level 27 i can't really figure this guy out his move pool sucks so far just straight up ghost is tough man why do i keep this thing on the team over sigilith uh, i do have to inform you that ghost is not going to serve you terribly well against my team i don't know why i kept this stupid thing on the team girder would have been much more useful what are you dealing with Joshua's team, aspiring comedian who loves Seinfeld, is leading up his team, obviously, with Jerry. The Watt, still, level 30. Mm -hmm. Doesn't evolve for six more levels. Wow. This team is going to look a little rough, as we have established. I was upstate this week, and I had a lot of time. Yeah. You got me on levels, huh? And I thought you were going to out-level me still, so I really overcorrected. So Josh and I are recording on a Saturday this week, and we usually record on Tuesdays. So I captured my levels at the gym and played ahead. And it sounds like you didn't do that. You spent the entire extra six days. This is Lawrence of Arabia. Evolving your Pokemon. Yeah. So Lomez is now an unfazant. Level 33. Handsome. I thought that it evolved at level 30, and then I checked and it was level 32, and I could barely stand grinding this thing anymore. Got it to level 31, and then used a rare candy to evolve Oh, it. are you done with this thing? You don't like it? No, I'm going to run it. I mean, I've made it this far. Its ability is Big Pecs. Yeah. Like me. Yeah, that's what you're known for. Yeah. Big Pecs I'm enjoying. It doesn't allow its, like, what is it? Big Pecs prevents other Pokemon from lowering the defense stat. Yeah, its defense cannot be lowered. That's kind of cool. kind of nice, it, especially at this early stage. I mean, I think it's practically zero chance. Unfazant makes it, you know, to, like, the Pokemon League. Pure flying. It's flying normal. But even worse. So... Not interesting. <laughs> and I accidentally used two rare candies on it because after I evolved it, it put me back <laughs> on the Pokemon team screen. And I thought I was just going to click in to check its stats. And it was like, oh, you used another rare candy, <laughs> which is fucked up. What a waste. On the UI. And I had not saved forever. So I was like, okay, well, drop two fucking rare candies on this thing. Unfazant. So Lomez is going to run around with us for a while longer. And then we have Sue Ellen. Who is now a Zeb Strika. Cool looking Pokemon. Letting it all hang out. The Brawless Wonder. Level 30. Then, Alton Benes 
a little neglected, although today when we were driving back, I was like, it was level 22, and I was like, that sucks. Got it up to 27. Got it up to level 27. That's good. Doesn't evolve until 32, I think, also, but um, I'm going to get it there. To what? Stoutland? Yeah, to Stoutland. And I remember enjoying Stoutland a lot, but like, I don't need another normal. Just a pure right normal, now. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. So somebody is going to get replaced uh, in the next week, for sure. Elaine is Lilligant now. Level 30. Cutie. Petalil learns Giga Drain at level 28, and Lilligant learns Quiver Dance at level 28. So level 28 got two moves that are beautiful, beautiful moves. Quiver oh, Dance. Gross, Joshua. Raises attack, special attack, and speed. Your last Pokemon? Gross. How dare you? And then we have Uncle Leo, who has replaced Joey. Uncle Leo, uh, who steals... Well, he he picks it out of the trash, but he picks up Jerry's old watch from the trash on the street. Steals a book. He's kind of a cheapskate, Uncle Leo. Doesn't he steal a book? Isn't his whole thing like he he goes to the bookstore and steals a book and he's like, I'm old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He steals books from uh, Brentano's or whatever, uh, the, the like Barnes and Noble equivalent. Um, so he's like a crook. Yeah. And so it's Crocorock, level 30. I had to look this up. I was like, "What? Who's Crocorock?" And I looked it up, and it's that disgusting evolution of of Sandile. It's just Sandile, except he stood up and crossed his arms. I've never run one before, and I think it's kind of fun. No, Crocorock was the <laughs> one that I was like, "Oh, not as useful against Elisa because oh right, because you have flying right." So. Ground Dark, the only Pokemon with that combo, and the final form is like funny. Z. I don't know if this will make it, but it's Crocodile. a potential. I think, just didn't even I try think Uncle this Leo fucking is line. also like a hilarious character, so why not? Maybe I'll have a crocodile. 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 Stupid. Look at that thing. All right. He's got big brows. Yeah. Bug catchers, we're going to slam these dang Pokemon together now. See who comes out on top. Best of three battle. Let's slam them together. See you in just a moment. No surprises there, Joshua. You are the superior Pokemon player, and you have me on levels, and you I thrashed me. did have some moments. I had you in some moments. Yeah. Yeah. I took out your most powerful guy. Yeah, you took out Crocorock very quickly, because what happened there? Uh, I did a... Um... Oh, no, no. Here's what it was. No, it was that I came in with Uncle Leo to take on your Duramaka. And then I used Swagger, and I was like, that thing's going to hit itself, and it's going to take half its health, and then I'm just going to beat it into a pulp. But then you used Thrash, Thrash and right. killed it in one hit because the Swagger did not confuse you enough, and then Uncle Leo died, but then I brought out Jerry, and you couldn't swap because you had Thrash, Thrash trapped right. you, and then I razor-shelled. Yep. And then we had an interesting... Uh, you brought in Cotton Ball, Cottony, mm-hmm. Giga Drain, Jerry, obviously, and that was it. But then Unfazant, Lomez. Unfazant was sort of your, was your ringer. out the rest of the entire game somehow. Because I had Roos. I put it to sleep with my mana, but you right. had. Well, I had a Chesto Berry. Chesto Berry. So I berry. woke up. So you woke up instantly. And you tried to kill it with Bulldore, but I just strategically would use Roost whenever I was like losing health. And then I tried and then to I was disable Roost. But it didn't at that but point. It was, it was too late. It was too I was too just late. Slashing. Yeah. So you you took I took out two of your guys. You cleared my team. Um, let's go back in for one more. I don't think I've 
got what it takes at this point, but let's let's see if I can get lucky. All right. Bug catchers, we'll be back in just a moment. Round two. Fight. Well, Joshua. Well, thoroughly outclassed every step of the way. You're unfazant. Unfazed. Unfazant. Yeah. Wow. Kind of a brutal. I'm- Brutal little bird. It's not as a good. It's not as good in the game as it is competitively. Well, against my team, also level thirty-three. Yeah, it's it's pretty high powered and it's got a lot of stuff that works well against my team. It doesn't help that I have two like grass type Pokemon. It's super effective against Cottony. It's quite effective against Dwebble. Yeah, I mean it's effective against all of them except Boldor, but it can render Boldor useless because of Roost. Right. And it's faster. Yeah, it's so faster. I just keep doing air slashes and then roost. I threw in a workup at one point once I realized it was just standing around and it was probably going to end the game. Yep. And it did. And so, so my like team is wiped. Buffed. The only Pokemon I ended up taking out was Hurtier. So you've still got five viable Pokemon. Yeah, I opened with Hurtier this time, which has Crunch now. So that did a fair amount of damage to Muna and Yamask. I feel like if I could have taken out this unfazant i could have maybe had you as you mentioned earlier in the episode actually not having an electric pokemon is um potentially devastating yeah yeah so we'll see what i can drum up for next time it might be worth kind of bringing that sigalith back in it might be worth bringing my fighting type back in but joshua yes congratulations to you you win you. this round do what i can i will see you next week when we for head for drift towards Driftvale City. Until then, Joshua, I have been Tanquil, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by you, Imolgosh, a.k.a. Joshua Fjallstead. Mm-hmm. Bug catchers, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And I, I know I say this every week, too, but it really does help. It helps tremendously, uh, especially because we just took a little time off. We're sinking through the, the ratings, but please do go and rate the show, review the show, Tell us how much you love us. Give us five stars. Maybe give us four if you want, but please do just give us five stars. You know what? Fuck it. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. If you give us a review and five stars, and then you DM it to us or tweet it at us or Instagram it at us or whatever, we're going to send you stickers. Yeah, I still got shitloads of stickers. We're back. And we got the stickers. I still have a whole pile of the things. Give us a little love online and we will send you. I'll send you two. I'll send you two from different seasons. And we'll have the new ones for this season. That's a rare treat. Yeah, we're going into this, I think, below 400. Let's get to 400 ratings. And we recently dipped into 4.9 out of 5, which I don't love. That's probably my fault for telling you. Let's get us back up to 5. Yeah, Tanner made this weird thing where he was like, 4 is fine. 4 is not fine. 5 is good. Just fine. And let's stick with five. Buy the merch. Buy the merch if you don't want to do that. And that helps us in a different way monetarily at expsharemerch.com. Yep. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. And check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Yep. That's it. That's it, Joshua. Bugcatchers. See you next week. Smell you later.